Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. It's your free throws because they are free. Fisher, Disopolis, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, the DJ. It is April 12th on a Wednesday, 2023. Playing last night. Hawks take down the Heat. I think we were a little bit surprised, but after watching that game go down, the Hawk, we, we spent, Nick and I talked about it on our Amazon Am show. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. Come join us. We go tonight, 6.30. Anyone could come in. And we always bring people in. Makes the conversation a lot more fun. Nikki Meals Schultz, who he officially approved the nickname, joined us last night. I'd love um, to hear that. And he's like, oh, yeah, you guys use it on the Best of Belief show. We're like, yeah, you did. Thanks for, thanks for watching, Nick. <laughs> uh, um, we were talking about yesterday everything this Hawks team has done wrong. And then Nick, me, and other Nick were talking last night. Well, we didn't really consider everything that this Hawks team has done right. So this Atlanta Hawks team at full tilt has two really great rebounding bigs, has a point guard when he's on, can score in bunches and facilitate, has a number two option that can score at every level pretty much, and is a great defender. And then they've brought in Sadiq Bey. They have Bogdanovich healthy. This is a roster that's constructed to contend. So, to me, what was really to, con- to contend to contend. What, what do you mean by contend? that? Contend. When you say contend, you mean like like? Do you mean just be in the playoffs? Yeah, or, like be or, in the playoffs like, and okay. be competitive. That contend, contend for an NBA title. I mean, contend to me means win an NBA title. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Contend to play in the playoffs. It's a playoff team. It's a playoff. I just never roster. understand like what the. Like, okay, obviously you want to win as many games as possible. Obviously sure. you want to get to the playoffs, right? But I'm not saying that teams seem like they're content with just being a playoff team and not being a true contender, but, like, there's just so many teams that get there and they're constantly the seven, the six, the eight seeds, right? And they'll never go anywhere besides that. Like, why not make some crazy roster revamps that's what we were talking about. That's what I ask all the time. That's what we asked yesterday. That's what we talked about last night. Like, why are teams okay with just being good enough? Because you, I don't. It's a product in the court. I don't know. But no, I, mind, I, I think, to me, this isn't necessarily like the answer, but it's more just like pointing to the facts of the last 10, 20 years. It takes a certain caliber of player, amongst other things, to win an NBA title. <clears throat> right. The Warriors won last year. The Bucks won the year before. Like these, t- Giannis, Steph, LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Steph. Like it's not. It's not like these other guys that are eight into fifteen. Jimmy Butler isn't winning a title. No. Donovan Mitchell hasn't won a title. Devin Booker hasn't won a title. Like those guys are winning again and again and again because they are a top seven basketball player in the NBA. And if you don't have one of those guys, it's nearly impossible to win a title. Mm -hmm. So 
it's a really it's a tremendous challenge from a roster creation standpoint from a personnel standpoint to say how do we how do we not be a 5 to 8 team how do we not be a 5 to 10 team how do we be a top 4 seed in whatever conference we're in and actually be a true title contender well i felt that we were talking about the thunder last night it was who came up in this kind of conversation we were having and the thunder brought in paul george they had russell westbrook well outside with kevin outside of kevin durant leaving and the disaster of a James Harden trade, this was the best team that they were possibly going to have with Russell Westbrook. My kudos to them, what I thought they did exceptionally well, is they realized we're not winning with this team. And they made the change pretty quickly. Paul George didn't have a long stint in Oklahoma City. They made the change rather than let this go on for four or five years, which was his contract. They made the change after two seasons where Paul George was an MVP candidate they go, okay, this isn't working. He wants out. We can't win like this. And they got a boatload of draft picks for either guy. And Shea. And, and Shea. And they got a guy who I'm not saying is one of those guys. But I think we're all in agreement. As of it stands right now, it's probably not in those upper echelon of guys that you can win because of. Using that yeah, yeah. Bill Polian. The Bill Polian. Shout out to him and his Win family. with or win because of the distinction between I don't between think that. Shea is that guy, but he's a hell of a starting block. Yeah. He's a, and you have Giddy now. And now you have Chet. And now you have an army of draft picks for when someone becomes available next, let's say down the line, these young superstars, let's say things are not going well for LaMelo Ball, but he, he's putting up numbers. And, you know, he's Giddy's great, but he's not as good as LaMelo. Let's say that. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm just saying I are, just hypothetically. Or Ant-Man. But there's also, like, if you're bringing LaMelo Ball into that team, LaMelo wants to be the number one guy. Right now, Shea is their number one guy. He's gonna he, he was probably gonna be an All NBA first team guy, a guard, which is a it's an incredible accomplishment. So is he a guy you can win because of now? If he's an NBA All first team player, no. Who did I just list, list off? I know you listed off those guys, but if he's in that upper echelon of guys, if he's an All NBA player, do you not think he could break into that to that group? He's got some work to do, some serious work to do. He needs a bit of more of a three ball. I mean, we're not even in the conversation yet because he's. 22 maybe do you think he can get there maybe but like we're talking about jason tatum not even quite being there yet right jason tatum is if we're talking about guys on the cusp i'm talking about steph lebron Giannis, like the the true contenders and the way that we're talking about the playoffs who are the teams that we think that can actually win and and this is i'm not just talking about right now looking at the playoffs but also like the last three months that we've been chatting about the nba maybe the nuggets maybe Jokic. Top five player in basketball. Last year, year before, MVP. But you need more. Joel Embiid. You need more than those guys. Even those two guys aren't enough. Yeah. They haven't done it yet. Because you need other. And then the other teams that we're talking about that can win the, the, the title, the Warriors. Guess what? They have Steph Curry. The Bucks. guess what? They have Giannis. The Celtics, guess what? They have Jason Tatum. But you, they have that guy. But you also in that mix. And this is something else you were talking about. Like why was Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo not? You know, why is that not working? Because Jimmy's probably a top 25 guy still. He's probably, he's probably a top 15 guy. 15 guy, but I don't think he's... Tr- I think he's probably going to trend backwards and trend out of that yeah, top 15, Yeah, top 15 to 25. Yeah. Bam's top 30. Yeah. So you probably have a top 20 guy and a top 30 guy. The Celtics have a top 10 guy and a top 15 guy. They have a top... I still need to see Jalen Brown be... Be an efficient and productive player. He is a productive player. He is a guy that I trust taking a shot. 
um, when the offense is stagnant, but he still turned the ball over too much this season, and he did not shoot well. I, he scored a lot of points. He took up a lot of slack from this team. Top 15. That's I'm talking about Shea Gilgis-Alexander being a top 15 player, and I just mentioned he's an all-NBA first-team guy. Yeah, but Don Mitchell will, will be an all-NBA first-team guy. Those two guys are ahead of Jalen Brown right now. And there's only so many slots in your top 15. I'm not saying that those Jimmy guys Butler are was not... The, Jimmy Butler was the best player on a team that went to the, title, that went to the finals and lost. Yeah, but a couple years ago now. Well, he also was the best player on a team that was one shot away from going to the finals last year. We beat them, we beat them in six games. They missed a game-winning shot in game six. Would have pushed it to seven. Would have, but it didn't, and they lost. Okay, I'm just talking about Jimmy Butler versus Jalen Brown right now. But next year, who do you want to have? Probably Jalen Brown, but I'm just saying it's a hard conversation to give your top 15. And I He's think our second-best guy is my point. Our second-best guy but it's, in that realm. But I am, first. Tell, I am telling you it is more important that Jason Tatum is number seven on the list of the top ten than it is that Jalen Brown. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying it's also vital that you're second guy. Like right now, Jokic. Sure. But we're not we're talking you're talking about Shea Gilgis Alexander, you're talking about the Thunder, you're talking about these guys between 15 and 25. It what I'm saying is it doesn't really matter. Because if you don't have a top seven guy, the trend is that you can't win an NBA title. Correct. So what does it matter who else you have? If you're one of those teams with Shea Gilgis Alexander, like Okay, you do whatever you can to possibly get him to top eight, top seven, and then you make sure that you put the right guys around him, and now you're talking about a, con- a, a contender, but a I true think contender. Let's go back really quickly okay, in history and look at the winners, mm-hmm. and you tell me if they have a top seven guy each time. Yeah, okay? They're going to. Yeah. Yes, right. But let's see how far you have to go back. Is it going to be every single season for, for, the, for the entirety of the NBA? I would, I'm curious to see if we can't find. I could find there's one season okay. where they didn't. Golden State, yes. yes. Bucks, yes. Lakers with LeBron, yes. Raptors with Kawhi, yes. Yes. Yeah. At the time, that, he was top yeah, seven. At the time, hundred percent. Okay. Uh, Warriors, Warriors. Yep. Already yep. They had Kevin Durant and they had Steph, Steph Curry. Cavs, LeBron. Yep. Two thousand fifteen Warriors, yes. Spurs. Do they have the top Quite seven guy? Dunk. Not. A, I don't Dunk think Dunk he's. In. I don't think they're there. I. But that's like that goes to my point of what the Thunder could be. Let's say Shea is at, at a given point in your consideration a top ten to twelve guy. Let's say that's his stealing. Let's say he gets there. Uh, you're also t- they had they did they had the best coach of all time. They had variables. they had a guy Tim Duncan who's a top seven player. They have four of, Hall of Famers, all time basketball player. They have four Hall of Famers. Yeah, on the court. yes, but at the end of their careers. But yes, and then com- I'm just saying I don't think you can compare them in any breath to the Thunder. Right? Was now. Dirk a top seven player when he? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, my point. Oh, sorry, Nick. I'll let you finish the list and then I'll get to the point I want. Keep going. The Heat. Yes, with LeBron. Heat. Yes. yes. Just mentioned the Mavs. Kobe with the Lakers, yep, yep. Uh, Paul Pierce, KG with the Celtics. Yeah. KG, yeah. Okay. Uh, Spurs again. Yep. Heat again, but that was with Dwayne Wade. Was he top seven at the time? That's probably prob- maybe not. Okay. Spurs, Pistons. No, no, and we all know that. And we then after that, have- it's just—I mean, it's literally the Lakers. But they probably had Bulls. The Pistons probably had Rockets. Five guys in the top thirty-five. So I want to ask you. If the Thunder roll out, hello, title twenty years ago, different NBA. It was literally two thousand four. But the different NBA. But then, what are the years you're about to list? The years prior to that, it's Lakers. They have two top seven guys. Hmm. It is the Spurs. They have two top ten guys. Bulls after that. It's the Bulls. They have the best guy. It's for years. It's when and when he's not playing. It's the Rockets. The Rockets. Yeah, they so have the best are, guy. So what are we? Are we? 
Searching so saying, for, are we searching for anomalies? Or are we looking at trends? Like what? What? Are, I'm with. <laughs> no one's disagreeing on the. <laughs> no, trends. I'm just. I mean, I'm yeah. with you on the trends. But my question to you is: ultimately, if the Thunder, and it's a big if, they walk out of the situation with the bevy of draft picks, the group of young guys they have, if we're sitting here in a year, two years time, I'll say, give them a little, give them a little wiggle room, and Giddy is a top forty guy, Shea is a top ten guy, Holmgren is a top thirty five guy, and he's one of the top premier. Big man's, and I'm not saying as like Embiid, Giannis, or Jokic, yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. in the same breath as Sabonis, Bam Adebayo, and they cash in on a couple other guys. If Jalen Williams is a top 50 guy, and a couple of those other draft picks sit well, and all of a sudden we're talking about a roster of nine guys deep who are in the top 120 across the board. Yes, they don't have a top seven guy, but is there a world in which that team wins? Yeah, when Shea becomes a top seven guy. So you oh, so no. So the, the answer is no. It's my no, question. I'm not saying I'm, I'm saying not he's saying not that he's not a top seven guy. I'm saying he's a yeah, top but he's, twelve guy. He's super young right now, and he has the the idea is that you go get one of these guys that then becomes that right. That then goes and gets to the is in the play-in and then makes it to the playoffs and then plays in a playoff series, which he's already done actually. Played with the Thunder when he uh, with that team with Chris Paul, great experience, and you build that experience, and that's why I, that's why I bring up the Celtics because I'm just looking at the track that Jason Tatum is on and understanding that you have to set realistic, realistic expectations as a franchise when you have a guy that has the potential to get there. And I don't think any of us thought that Shea did, but I think after watching him this year, we all believe that he has the potential to be a top seven player in basketball. I'm not going to necessarily say top five because guys like Tatum, guys like Luka, guys like Jokic, um, Embiid, those guys exist and they're not, and Giannis, and they're not too, too old. They're not that much older than him, right? But... I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I just think that like he has to take, he has to continue to get better. He has to continue to develop. He has to continue to get that playoff experience. And so do the other guys around him. And I would much rather him be the number one, the way that he plays, the competitive drive that he has, his will to win, and have Giddy be their two or three who I think can facilitate, who can run the offense, who does a little bit of everything as opposed to bringing LaMelo Ball in there and then shaking up, okay, who is our one? Who is our two? See the Timberwolves. They played really well last night against the Lakers. Anthony Edwards had a really bad game. Cat stepped up, but both of them have immaturities in certain ways. When Edwards has a bad game, Cat gets into foul trouble. He was tremendous in the first half. That's always been kind of my big knock on him is that like play a full game, play a full series in the playoffs because you have to to win that. And and some and, and it's tough. It's really really tough when you don't have the veteran presence in the locker room like Rudy Gay was talking about with D Fergo on his show Speakeasy. Um, Mike Conley was instrumental in keeping them in that game yesterday. He was probably the, the best player on the court for the Timberwolves. The Thunder need to go get a guy like that, too. They can't just have all these young guys. No, yeah, cor- Be- I agree. Because they have, to, they have to learn from guys that already have that experience, who in the locker room, game in, game out, through the 82-game season, can tell them, hey, here's how you got you to gotta tackle this. When you get bumped, you get a little ankle injury. Like, here's what I did. Here's how, I, here's how you can get back from that. And... Yeah, but I do think their core, one of the most enticing cores in the NBA, no question. Do you have to make no a question. move if you're them? And so much draft capital. They're in a great position. We're talking about the Thunder. The Thunder, yeah. So if you're them, what's the best possible solution for you? Is it going out and signing a, a top seven superstar or just getting super lucky and making sure your core develops and you also use that draft capital to get more pieces? I think it's some kind of combination of both, all three. Here's the thing. Right now we're sitting at the Thunder. This is in the NFL. 
where you have 53-man rosters and you have all these picks. You physically cannot have every single guy on the roster for all these picks that they have. Right. So ultimately, there's going to come a day... You have to get rid of them. ...where Presti is going to have to go, okay, that's the guy we want to trade for, and that's why I brought up Lamella Ball. He probably isn't the answer because I'm with you. I think Giddy is a great number two, and I think Shea is a great number one. You probably have to look at a situation... A team that I would keep my eye on for them is, is Toronto. Yeah, I was about to say, I'd, I'd much rather go get Pascal Siakam as yeah, opposed but, to LaMelo Ball. I mean, is that we're talking about getting a top seven guy in a roster to, to win it? Like, no, no, no. no. We're, I, we're, I'm, we're talking I'm about framing Shea it with Shea becoming that guy, that guy okay. and making sure but that. But is Pascal like, enough to really put you over the edge? It's going to be a dangerous team, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, I think well, I think so. Well, there's also the. They didn't have a guy. Giddy led their team in rebounds this season. Horrible. He did not have over eight rebounds per game. They are the worst rebounding team in the NBA. Chet Holmgren is a massive part of their future. He has to come back. For me, number one priority, make sure that that guy is coming back healthy and ready to play NBA basketball next season. What, yep. How many guys are untouchable in the NBA? There's nothing you can literally trade to get them. Probably one, two. Well, Giannis. Giannis, for sure. I would... I would Luca. I would... I, yeah, unless the only way, and I'm not, I'm not talking about guys forcing their way out. I'm oh. talking about, like literally, like you, like there's nothing that you can pay to get that guy. In Giannis, Luca, the, the, the franchise just will not accept it. Giannis, Luca, Jokic, and Bead, and probably Steph Curry for just like the tenure. But I don't really. He's so he's old old enough now where it doesn't really count. Like, he's like, gonna stay. He's gonna be a warrior for the rest of his life. We I would that. like to think Jason Tatum, and I think something we discussed. I think so. All, I think Tatum's in there, and something we discussed also, and because you have a top seven guy like Tatum and. Pro, and Probably, probably Jaw. What well, I was going to ask, was, I, I think I'd put Jaw in there. Is too. a guy like Zion, like, is he a guy that if OKC is like, okay, you know what, let's use these picks, let's go get Zion? Would you do that? Would you know. do that? Like, what, what we? He's seen? still young. He's what, twenty four years old, twenty three years old. I'm rooting for the kid. Shea's twenty four. Shea plays. This guy, this guy, they are playing. If they were if okay, he so was, then buy cheap, then buy low. Buy yeah. If I could get Zion Williamson for the cheap, but at this point, draft capital is cheap. Contract wise, not so much because they signed him to that deal. So he's on that max contract deal. They are playing a game tonight, which if he was playing, they would not be. If he was playing healthy, they would be the number three team, maybe number two team, maybe. Wait, in the West? They could be the number three team in the West if Zion's playing with McCollum, with the way B.I. was playing at the end of the year, with the way Trey well, Murphy is. But like B.I. also, he, he got hurt for a while in the middle of the season. Guys get hurt. That, guys get hurt, but he came back and he willed I think it's a little, a little presumptuous to say they'd be the two seed. But it's got to be, it, be a Almost team that like is, is kind of in a similar situation where they need to hit the reset button themselves, right? I mean, like it, can't, it can't be like a team that's on the rise that's got, a, like, you know, I don't... Like I'm looking at Jared Allen here for the Cavs, but like their team's good. Yeah, and like they, yeah, they're not going to shop him. Why would you? You have two. Unbelievable. What do we? What, Look, what the, their their gr- model is working right they're now. They're in a great position because they have Allen and Mitchell, who have played in playoff series, who are older than 25, who are a part of their core four. Four. Okay. Young. Started when he was came out after freshman year at UT, so he's already played five years of basketball, and then you have Mobley. Your young talent, you have Garland, your young talent who can develop. So it's that's what I'm talking that's about. That's kind with of the, the model that the Thunder should follow, though. Right. Now, you get to a question of, can Donovan Mitchell become a top seven player in basketball? I think he can. 
disagree because I think we've seen enough of him to know what he is. Unfortunately. How old is he? I think he's 26. Six. I mean, there's a world, there's on a given night, I don't disagree. I ultimately agree with you, but to not poo poo that point, <laughs> there's a given night where he can be the top. He can be top 10. On a given night. Top 15. Yes, because if you think about where Damian Lillard has fallen in the shakedown of the top 10 players in the NBA year in, year out, can Donovan Mitchell have a Damian Lillard type season? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so he can be that eight, eight to 10. Some of it is just he's a small guard. Right. And the defensive and liabilities that's when you rely that you on the pieces around you to right. get you over the hump. Yeah. And make right. up for that. And I love you bring up the rebounding point because another thing we discussed last night, when we were talking about what was working for the Hawks. And we said, all right, the Okongwo, I had said the Okongwo, the, the uh, Capella comp, and the, that duo was not working. But I neglected what was working in Cleveland with Allen and Mobley. And what we saw last night with a bad rebounding Heat team right. going into So much that, of it is the matchup, too. Yeah. The matchup. The Heat were a bad rebounding team going into it. Bottom, <laughs> really bad, yeah. yeah. And a how, terrible offensive team. What, what, you, what do you say? We want Rudy said, talking about Rudy. Slot, the, no, Rudy. Bam was non-existent in the offensive end. And, you know, a point that game was a boring watch, to be completely honest. Brutal. It was, it was, it was, I mean, most basketball. Most heat games are boring to watch because they're not plotty. They haven't been a good offensive team all season. They need to get a guy. They need a, they need a shooter. They need a guy who can shoot them back into that game because they got that within five and it was the most methodical. Does Rick Robinson even play anymore? No. No. It was really Kyle Lowry, though. Honestly, and, and Kyle Lowry, who like they need to move off Kyle Lowry. Yeah, it's no awesome. knock on Kyle Lowry, but like they're paying he's him too old. much. He's eating too much of their con- their, their cap space. Their up. savings grace is they're the Miami Heat, and people want to come play there. The downfall is is this team that they have right now, this iteration of the Heat, can't work because your guys as good as as good defensively and as they are good scorers, Bam and Jimmy, they don't have that ability to be a top ten scorer. And I think you do. I think that's also paramount. I think they're, a lot of these teams are the staff. Their net Joe, differential this season was negative, <laughs> which is which is yeah. ridiculous. Which is ridiculous because they made the playoffs. They're no, 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 no. Like like on court offense versus defense. Like they're the only team, I think that's in the play. Well, in. That's what I'm saying that they're because they're in the playoffs. That's ridiculous. Oh yeah, yes, close to 500. They were in, in opponents' points per game. Number two in the NBA. You're the only, they're the only team negative technically that you could throw the Timberwolves in there because they're dead even. But they're the only team that's negative. What number in offensive points per game were they in the Eastern Conference? Dead last. Dead last. Jeez. Yeah. Dead last. You're, but you're behind the Pistons who suck. Who don't have their best player. You're behind the Hornets, who didn't really have their best player, who stink. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they have some serious looking in the mirror to do. I, that was a big I mean, tip. they could still get in the playoffs, obviously. Because what's going to happen is... is right, because they'll, the, they'll play the winner of the... The Hawks will get crushed by the Celtics. They swept them in the season. Good. For y'all, for for you as a Celtics I, I, fan, Which, to me, I I'm, are you are you happier about playing yes. the Hawks than the Heat? Yes, because we are going to throw Marcus Smart 
at Trey Young. Now, Murray, late in the game, was awesome. We were watching him again. He's a good player. Because Bam was so occupied with Clint Capella and Okongwu, Murray's ability to get to the basket as a guard and get in there and work his floater and work his attack and finish at the rim, he's so long. Yeah. They didn't have a prayer. But you stick Brown on Murray. You stick Smart on Young. You have Jason Tatum taking somewhat of a breather on defense. And all he really has to do technically is kind of flotate the perimeter and make sure Bogdanovich doesn't scorch one. Or whoever that three guy yeah, I mean, is in there, I'll. I mean, I, the, you know, you guys drop one game maybe because Trey goes scorched earth in one game at home, which I don't because th- we could throw Derek White at that. We don't. I don't think we're going to be in an issue. I mean, he's a really good player. Like he, you know, he's, all, it, he's probably top twenty if he scores. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like in a playoff game, he shows up. He likes the moment. I could see him dropping forty in a game and y'all losing one when y'all are in Atlanta on the road. <laughs> like sure. But I'm not worried at all. If we, for the, for the if we swept the Nets last year with Katie and Kyrie, there's there's very little doubt in my mind. Well, perfectly capable of you, sweeping this Atlanta Hawks. Team. You did sweep them, but there were two games that were literally down to the last shot. I'm not saying it's going to be that series. Easily could have gone to six. Could have gone to six, but it didn't because we put them away, and that's what good basketball teams do. We win those close games. We don't choke them out. Yeah, I think yes, yes. Those were those were like. It was a sweep. That's you have, you have that, Those were you have four that very close games. Hits the big shots. Tatum had a big shot in that first game. I know. Game. Typically, though, in a sweep, like when one team sweeps another, it's because there's such a margin of skill or athleticism between the two teams where like the majority of the games are being won by eight plus points. Yeah. Which I think that the other four games that I'm saying with the like, I'm I'm just saying y'all y'all probably win five. It could be a sweep. You want it to be a sweep. You want to get through that series as quickly as possible. Get as much rest going into that next series because that's going to be really, really tough. Uh, yeah, and, our boy and, Brando talks yeah. about the, us owning the Sixers, and yeah, like I know I just use that for us owning the Hawks in the regular season. That being said, this Sixers team with if Harden cooks, James Harden's James Harden, a guy that led the league in assists. You got Maxi, PJ Tucker in the last game that we saw them. Granted, we didn't have Jalen Brown. We didn't have Rob Will. But in the last game we saw, which you need Rob Will to take down the 76ers. He's a must. Yeah. I mean, Embiid, man on a mission. You know, he's, he's going to be the MVP. Uh, he's one of those, like I said, he's one of those seven guys. Do you want to say before we go to baseball and football and, you know, and such, what a disappointment Rudy Gobert hitting Kyle Anderson was? Because if they had him last night, they could have won that basketball game. He could have been a big difference maker. Yeah. They were really in that. They kind of gifted that game away. I know Anthony Davis, the foul at the end, Mike Conley with the shots. To me, they really gifted that game away. They were Anthony Edwards, poor shot after poor shot. Turn The, the, the travel in the corner, you know, the, the, the turnovers. The turnover. Yeah, LeBron, yeah, he, he definitely, like, Gift that he had a couple away. of bad turnovers late. And that's where I'm a little suspect uh, of them coming into this series with Memphis, to be honest. It's going to be tough. They're a great defensive team, too, with JJJ. Hey, first time that a, uh, all four of the California teams have made the playoffs. That's right. Yeah. First Kings, ever. Clippers, Warriors, Lakers. That's Pretty impressive. Bad the Kings are. Have been. Yeah. Well, the, the Warriors early, too. Yeah, we were texting you about it. Yeah, if you look Clippers, at yeah. if you look back at 2000, it's like, okay, the Kings and the Lakers are in the playoffs. The Clippers certainly were not. Right. The Warriors certainly were not. 
then it flips. Up until you get to 2010s. It flipped. Then you get to Steph Curry. He gets in there. The Lakers, right, once Kobe leaves, then they, they become terrible. The Clippers become really good with, with um, Blake and Chris Paul, Chris Paul and DeAndre. And there was that one iteration of the team that we thought was going to be terrible with Lou Will and Pat Bev, but they were kind of swaggy with Gallagher. You know it's crazy? That Chris Paul, DeAndre, and Blake Griffin all in the playoffs. Yeah. Boston, Nuggets, Suns. The Nuggets. Yeah. 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 DJ. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how much DJ well, is. DJ boat, and Blake Griffin. They're hanging out. I don't know, man. Blake, Blake, he might get in. Hey, if you guys are sweeping the box, he's going to play. If Blake Griffin is in the game, I either know it's going terribly or awesome. I don't think DeAndre Jordan's going to be playing, though. I'll tell you that. No, I mean, uh, again, you hope not. It's probably a disaster. Thomas Bryant. Who's got the best chance of getting a ring this year? Of Chris those, Paul. of those three, Chris yeah, Paul. Chris Paul. Not, not, I mean, not he's playing with Kevin Griffin. No, I think that. I, think I mean, the, we think the Suns are the favorite in this no, playoff. I round. do, and the West. I think I think the Bucks are the favorite in the East. I don't think the Celtics. I don't think either. It's just a tougher road for the Seas than it is for the Suns. Right. Philly, Milwaukee's brutal. Assuming that's what the path they have to go is on. Would go you on be this. happy if Chris Paul got a ring? This, yeah, this yeah, ring. yeah, 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 not yeah, a ring. yeah. I mean, of course, we've always wanted him to get a ring, but. Does this ring like not feel as good? Because it's not his fault they traded for Kevin Durant. Right, it's not his fault. And quite frankly, with the way Mikael Bridges is playing, with the way Cam Cam Johnson has been, I don't know. I don't think they're the favorite necessarily. But at full health, this Suns team could have gotten back there without the KD trade. I think the KD trade puts them over the edge. You're going out here, going, wait a second. I mean, you can't you can't do that. And there's a lot. You of can't former- do you can't do. You can't do the like, hey, who are we kidding? Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson are pretty. It's Kevin Durant. I, I'm, what did I say? I said they are the clear cut favorite in my mind with Kevin Durant. With the other two guys, they got a shot. They, I don't know. You don't think they have a shot with that team that they had before the K? You think they needed the KD trade or was hopeless? I don't necessarily think that's the case. I mean, what, they made they the went, trade. They went to the fi- They made the trade because they went to the finals and lost. Tatum went to the finals and lost, and you used him as an example before. Yeah, but Chris Paul is not the same age as Jason Tatum. I'm just saying it's possible they could have gone to the finals had they not made the KD trade. With the KD I trade, think if it makes them the clear-cut favorite in my mind, especially without Paul George in that first Obviously, round. I'm just saying like, a tough match. Like, my whole point is, like, who are we kidding? Why are we talking about Cam Johnson Fine, and Mikhail Bridges? Because it's Kevin Durant. I don't have to. What else you got on your paper? Okay. Saquon Barkley. I do think that, I think that Chris Paul winning a title is – Reminiscent of Jason Kidd winning with the Mavericks if he does win. He's, he's like better. First one? There's kids only. Wow. Only title. He's better than Kidd was. Did Nash ever win one? No. He's better than Kidd was at that time on the Mavs. But I think it's very clear that Chris Paul leading a team was never going to get it done. Because if, he, if, he, if it would have gotten done, it would have gotten done that year against Milwaukee. Or at that some, was the shot. At some point with the Clippers. Right. That was the shot for him to win his title. And winning, obviously, would be incredibly, I'm sure, cathartic and, and worth it for him. It's more of, more of a win than Gary Payton. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, like, he's not the first or second best player on this team. No, but he's... Not by a long, not by a long shot. He's the th- it's probably the equivalent... Because it's, it's not even Kevin... Even if Kevin wins again, like, there's kind of an asterisk there, too. Or at least people have an argument for there being an asterisk yeah, there. Because he keeps chasing teams that are good. Because he's playing with Devin Booker, who's a probably he's a top 10 player in basketball. We've got to make this top 10 list. 
I'm not saying that. I just think we should go to make the list. But I, I'm, it's more, I'm more so, forget what his ranking is. More so just to say, like, it's not KD by himself on a team. We have four top 40 guys. Yeah. So there's asterisk. Okay. Here's, I have on my list, and I'll let you guys deal with choices. We could skip the Brittany Griner memoir, but glad she's making one. It's awesome. Uh, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, great that they're fighting. I don't think we really need a hit on that, but cool. August 5th. Is it cool? I don't give a crap anymore. I like the Nate Diaz. kind D- of over it. Since he lost? No, just because it's like he, he had his chance fighting a real boxer and lost, and now he has to go back to fighting guys who don't have boxing backgrounds. The only reason I like it is because I think Nate Diaz is a beast. Yeah, but he's going to lose. Nate Diaz? Yeah. Jake Paul, Jake Paul like picks guys that he can beat. Or thinks he can beat, at least. Exactly. I, yeah, I mean, the, the I thing about Tommy Fury is like he's in a boxing family. He's a professional boxer. It's true. You know? And <clears throat> I think Jake Paul and even still fight against him. And but. even still, Tommy, like, not really. But yeah, not any like, any And it was a an decision. Amateur. And it was a decision. Exactly. Yeah, I... I almost gave you the little quotation marks on, on. Uh, oh, I just I'm done with all the, the theatrics and everything of like that those fights. Just okay. like I'm just tired of he, seeing like on Twitter like KSI and Jake Paul beefing. Like, can they just fight? They have. But are they beat it? He fought. They're Jake, friends. They're friends. No, 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 no. Logan and KSI are like friends now, but apparently KSI hates Jake. Uh, whatever. I think oh, it's, it's all just, an act. Which you know, it's, like it's that's BS because they're brothers. Like, what are you they're gonna all, like? It's all entertainment. And they all have that. They have that sports drink, which actually kind of crushes. Prime. Yeah, it kind of kills. But d- Logan Paul, not a sponsor. We'll, we'll just go through the, the, the fighting really world. In my opinion, is all pretty. It's it's all pretty fake. It, it all takes the page out of the WWE for the most part, and they all ramp up everything. And look, we just saw the WWE and UFC just merged due to the Endeavor Group. Uh, shout out to Ari Gold. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. The UFC, in my opinion, has definitely made its way. I mean, it's it's been far more superior in the last, you know, 15, 10 years um, because it's raw. You know, I mean, we saw the Adesanya fight and guy was knocked out cold. And it's it's it's, it's like the most intense, you know, and you see guys who are just bloody going. I mean, Nate Diaz is one of the guys just covered in blood, keeps fighting. But this is really just the Jake Paul thing is just like a way to get boxing back as much as they can with like a younger demographic, right? Because he's such a celebrity within, you know, Gen Zers and, and TikTokers and all that. I think that boxing's cool with this, but in my opinion, it's just kind of boring and corny. Well, I think what they're doing wrong is if that's the road you want to take is to get a younger audience to boxing because you've lost our generation. So you're saying bring them to the actual professional, like, well, Mer- K- KBO. Maybe have a fight with, first of all, the thing that we've talked about this, but the thing that's so beautiful about the UFC is it's Dana White's show. Dana, you, you don't, Dana White picks who fights who. That's it. There's a commissioner. There's none of that in boxing. It's every individual for themselves. Why is the WWE so, so, has been so successful? Vince McMahon ran the show, makes the scripts. You know, boxing doesn't have someone like that. No. So if you have this guy, Jake Paul, if there was that guy in boxing, the Dana White, hey, wait a second, I have this, uh, this detraction. This, this sideshow that I know people want to see. Let me pair a real fight with that I think and have a co-headline to really draw people into the sport of boxing. I think it's just because it's too splintered all over the place. 100%. There's, it's in too many different directions. It started so long ago, too. I mean, it's, there's been boxing before you know football was a thing. 
And I mean, it's there's just so many different directions. There's so many different belts. There's so many different weight classes. There's so many different, you know, um, tele like televised groups that it, it's ridiculous. And the pay per views are outrageous. Like who who watches those anymore? Mm. UFC does a good job of just keeping it all together, right? I mean, yes, there's you know the MMA and then the there's Bellator, but like the UFC, you know, they have their brand like outlined perfectly. You know exactly where to get it. ESPN Plus is 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 where you're buying all the pay-per-views. You know, you got the Ultimate Fighter, you got the same guys. You know, you know your weight classes pretty easily. You know all the premier fighters. There's so many boxers out there. That I can name you maybe like four boxers now that that fight professionally. Oh yeah, yeah, and they're all heavyweights. Maybe five. Garcia, Javante, Canelo, Tyson Fury. Wilder. Wilder, Wilder. yeah. Yeah. Alexander, though. Like, Joshua. Ruiz. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is like, you know the heavyweights. Ruiz. <laughs> yeah, you know the heavyweights. Yeah, I mean, like, we're, we're getting but into the But they're all though. the same guys that have fought each other. Right. We're just talking about the guys that are the big fights, like right. the headline fights over I don't the past know, like, three years. And the UFC, like, is, does a pretty good job of, of telling you, like, who, like, the guy is who's, like, ranked number 11th in the world, right? Yeah. Or the guy who's up and coming, right? Like, you can... You can name a bunch of guys. It's more recognizable. Yeah. I, I saw Benavidez, Bivol, like these these top tier fighters who are undefeated. Nobody knows who these guys are. I saw Sugar Shane because um, Raul Rosas Jr., who's twenty years old, lost in that fight this past weekend, and Sugar Shane came out and said, "Like, go train." He needs to start a show. Believe we'll get his Raul. Yeah. Well, that's Sugar Shane was saying, like, go just go train for two years. Don't spar yeah, but don't yeah he just turned 18 right and he was like you're chasing this like the limelight but you're not ready for it and he was like just go train go do the work our and guy, in those two years he should just do a show while he's training our guy sure. ian butler right yeah he's a master fighter you know he's, he's been around the world for for a long time you know trains uh wrestlers of all ages um olympians he knows this world pretty well mm -hmm. and he agrees and I, I said it yesterday it's an old man's game Oh, it's, it's it's not like the comment. NBA where you have these superstars who are 22 years old, 24 years old. You know, even baseball where, you know, Shohei Otani is the best player in the world and he's 27 years old. Like the the guys who are winning the titles, the guys who who have these amazing careers are like well into their 30s. John Jones, Adesanya, you know, Pereira, like all these guys are grown ass men. <laughs> well, it's not speed is great. And like Adesanya's had this It's all up here. Adesanya's had the quote, like, he may have power, but I have precision. I always thought that was a great quote. And it was when he was going to fight Costa. Ever like, he's going to body him. And, you know, he did get caught by prayer in their last fight. But ultimately, guys like Usman, remember we saw Usman stomping on someone's feet? Yeah. It's like, people were like, and the, the commentators were like, we didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so much, look, at the end of the day, all these guys are physically gifted. They're all in shape. They're yeah. all strong. They're all fast. It's the same thing like in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, yes, he's very gifted as a player, but what he has up here makes him the best. Sure. But why does he lose to a guy like Tom Brady? Because the mental. Exactly. Mental is, is, is so yeah, it's massive, especially because his line sucked too. Good good yeah. transition to football though. Team sport. Yeah, great turn. Saquon Barkley not wanting to play on his franchise tags. Too good, it was too good to be true. Yeah. Oh, we got Saquon for 10 mil. Yep. Come on, bro. So right what's moves. next? He just holds out and they just don't pay him or they pay him? No, they 
they would have to pay him. It would be a tendered franchise tag. So if he didn't go anywhere, oh, so he's oh, so basically he's just not going to play. So they got to find a trade partner, unless or they, they got to get an extension, right, right, to a number that he likes. And apparently, I think they came at him, at least in talks during the season, it was twelve, and what hit what his camp was looking for was fourteen, around that number. Um, I mean, it, two mil, two mil more. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, but yeah. when you're talking about running backs, that's substantial, though. But he's thinking he and, I, and where the and where the tag is right now, it's a ten. So that's a four <laughs> mil difference. Like, there's a lot of room that you. Could, that's it's a couple players. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, it's important. Well, I'm talking, and it's not one for fourteen. It's four for fifty six. So you're four years, fifty six, thirty eight of that, thirty five of that is guaranteed, and probably maybe even more. If you're a good agent, yeah, she probably got one. And then at the end of it, you're looking at when he's, you know, he's 26 right now, so he's 29 and 30. If you those last any, two years of the contract, like a guy that's no, already dealt with severe, severe no injury, injuries, they, it wouldn't be a question. They no, do it. Oh, not at all. But like we're talking, we were talking, we were bickering about Eckler and what his worth was, and we kind of said, okay, like five, six, seven million a year. I would take that over the 14 I'd give to Saquon any day of the week. Because yeah. I could replace I, – if I had the proper, which the Chargers haven't been able to do, which we talked about them maybe going to do Run in the, the draft, ball. if they had the proper running mate with Eckler, it would be in no contest because he's, he's, a, he's a touchdown machine and he's an unbelievable receiving back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <clears throat> I think a lot of people are, are kind of holding out to find out what happens in the draft because there's two good guys in there who I think can be – starting running backs right away. I mean, obviously, our guy, Bijan. But Gibbs, I think, is another guy who can probably start for any team that drafts him. Yeah, for um, sure. So I think a lot of people are waiting to see where these guys fall and if they're able to get their guy. And then that's when I think the trade pieces start going into action, maybe day two with Derrick Henry and or Saquon. Derrick Henry's in the last year And maybe Kamara. Henry's mm-hmm. in the last year of his deal. 10 mil. Henry, 10-5. With bonuses, or the cap hit was the the cap hit this year is sixteen three. Eckler's a guy who's also on the market too. He requested a trade. I think he said that you know worst worst comes to worst, he plays this season with the Chargers and and bets on himself and hits the free agency healthy and gets the number that he wants. I think he's content with that. But I think you're going to see some things happen in day two when guys don't or when teams don't get Bijan or Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shakes things up for the Giants, though, for sure. Man, to refocus their draft attention? Potentially. The cap space? Like, if you're a team like the Bengals, third, conditional third for, for Derrick Henry. What are, the, what's, what are they paying Mixon right now? I mean, he's, is he, he's got a, let me see. Because they lost, they lost Piran. Or I don't know if they re-signed him, but I know he was a, he was a free agent. I he's on his second. He's got this year and next year left, and then he's unrestricted in fifty in, in twenty twenty five. How much? Are they, what are they paying him? Four. Yeah, the Bengals really a team that needs Henry. Like, is that like what they're everybody aiming for? Be, but everyone could use Henry, Espe- especially like think about all we've seen with Derrick Henry. How how and they won the AFC in the regular season two years ago. That offense, it was like when Adrian Peterson was on the Vikings, and it was Gus Farot and Christian Ponder. <laughs> well, you on the quarterback, it, it didn't matter. He's in now such it's a, Burrow, it opens it up. He's also in such a different position too, because for him, he's twenty nine. 
right? And he has to evaluate where what he wants to do with the rest of his career and how much longer his career is going to be. Right. So if I were him, he's much more likely to take some sort of pay cut. Oh, yeah. And just go somewhere where he knows he can... He wants to keep playing. Yeah. Win, win. Win a ring. The Ravens. Henry? Hmm? I'm just... I'm talking myself into the... I mean, Why not you guys? Chargers? Yeah. Why no? Yeah. One year. Maybe. You have the cap space. You have I, seven Like I'm saying... I mean, I'd go I, to the... I think a lot Bengals of these teams are just trying to see if they can get Bijan. Because, look, if the Chargers can get Bijan at pick number, I think, 21 or 22... Think they gotta take. Can him. you? Can you? At twenty one, are you getting Bijan? I don't think so. Okay, but if he falls, he won't. This, I don't think because I don't because what was our biggest knock of the year on Bijan Robinson? Our biggest knock on the entire year of Bijan Robinson was that he had three hundred plus receiving yards when he should have had six hundred. There were times where he made wide receiver one level catches in the in the field, in the open field with people on him, not out the backfield. Bijan Robinson is a generational running back talent. If this was ten years ago, he'd be in the he'd be in the top, top five pick. If this was fifteen years ago, we'd be talking about him being the number one overall pick potentially. Yeah. So Bijan Robinson is a top tier talent, as good of a, of a of a quality running back as Saquon Zeke coming out of college, playoff Lenny coming out of college. We all know this. I would love to see him as like, I would love for one of our teams to get him. Yeah. Yarrow not getting him at 26. You're probably not getting him and sitting there at 21 where you guys are. We're not going to take him because that's just Bill Belichick style. You probably have to go up. If to the like, Jets to like the 15, maybe. Well, if 14, the Jets make range. that Rodgers trade and they have to give up some draft capital, capital, they do have they swap third second, a third for a second, the Elijah Moore deal. So they have two seconds this year. They have their picks next year. They have the first. They still could be in a position because, again, Rodgers is going to take up some major cap. You want to get some good young players on your roster. It's not People make such a big deal about the first and second round picks, but your roster is made up of guys picking th- rounds three through five. If you're the New York Jets, you may be in a position, okay, like I've gotten Aaron Rodgers. Beckton's coming back. I've spent capital on Vera Tucker. Go get some depth. And trade that pick. If, if Where are they sitting at right now? 13. So if Paris Johnson and Skronsky are gone, which I think they will be, yeah. do you want to take – you could take Darnell Wright from Tennessee. You could take Broderick Jones, who Joe doesn't like. I mean, but does Bijan even make it past 10? Yes. The Eagles? Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a bad move for Philly to take him. If you're Philly – No. Well, you know not – sorry. If all plays out accordingly, if you look at one through nine right now – whether someone's trading up with Arizona or not, I think Philly is like primed for Jalen Carter to just fall into their lap. Or you could scoot up a little bit if you're Philly and just lock in getting him. I don't even know if they'll need to though. They might, dude. Because if you're, because why? If you're the line, if you, if you, if the Eagles are just gonna take him at ten, and we gotta wrap up here in a sec. But if the Eagles are just gonna take him here. At ten, you're the Lions. At six, you, we all you, you might as well make the pick if you're the Lions if he's falling. But him and Hutch? I know. I, I, love the, I love the pairing. I love it. But do you think that... I don't feel like Dan Campbell wants to bring that into this team that he is turning into and what he wants to be a franchise bring with an up. identity. A guy that has potential character issues. I don't think... I, I don't... Let's speak a drop of potential. Something's up. Yes, for sure. Okay. Bad decision making. Yes. You could also question that maybe Dan Campbell's the type of guy, though, 
who wants to give someone a second chance, who he thinks that he can mold into a great person and a great player. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's, he, he's definitely guy. a leader of men. I don't know if he has the time necessarily. Like, he had a great year last year. We expect them to be good this year. They need to be good this year, though, for yeah. his job. For his job, and, they're, they're and taking a defensive player, though. They're taking for sure. The I best just, available defensive players going to them. Hundred percent, and I think it's more so. Pete Carroll might do it. Yes, he might, but I think they'll take Anderson, and then I think they'll take. I think. Wilson is also a great pairing across from, um, what's his name? Hutchinson. From Hutch. And then I Chateau's think he, family. the way that it works out, like I just think that Carter could very well be there. Because well, I think Eberflus is another guy that I, I, I f- like fit in the same mind as, um, as Campbell, which like does he want to deal with that? New head coach. That's a, that is a big risk to be taking a guy like that. Now, you talk about the Raiders, perfect team for him. <laughs> Because I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in the league in two years. I don't want. And then I'm like, yeah, hey, it's the Raiders. But yeah. if you're the Raiders and you may want to make some, you may you have some serious roster holes despite some premier talent in, in certain areas. I, I think the Raiders could trade back. To me, if I'm the Eagles, agreed, agreed. I want Jalen Carter. Let me move up to seven if the, if the Lions pass on him and just lock it in. Mm-hmm. So then, the Raiders are sitting there at ten. I just, you think people are moving up for him happen. though? I would. But if you but if you're them and you're a ten, you don't need. To, I don't think you need to. I think you got to. You got to. All right. Well, we have more time to debate on the NFL yeah, draft. Yeah. Fisher, Desopolis, Snacks, Crider, Daily Stripe. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.